Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, we're going to talk about a movie here, sir. Uh, I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. We're here to talk movies. We talk movies on this podcast. Yeah. And Charlie... We don't always want to, apparently. <laughs> we have this great idea to really jump I on I feel like hot... this is mine. This yeah, is my this idea. Yeah, this is you. I did not know about this movie before you brought it up last week. We're doing a classic. Mm-hmm. Hellraiser. 2022 yes a hulu original it's a, another we're, well, the, we're the home of the hulu originals to my credit when i saw this was coming to hulu i said you know what was great prey yeah the hulu original prey was awesome i loved talking about it hellraiser <laughs> well hellraiser also is a hulu original it's a, it's did, they, a did hulu originals tank all of their uh credibility that they did with prey i don't know uh yeah this is an interesting take on on the hellraiser franchise so i saw the original hellraiser in theaters for the first time like a month or two ago and we were gonna when we were like well we gotta do a hellraiser episode obviously iconic horror movie right oh i love it one of the most unique visions of horror you know scary people were seeing it scary weird gross shocking Mm -hmm. legendary for a reason right then but, old Charlie had to come but in But old going, Charlie heard it. Uh, heard hey, it guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, there's actually a new Hellraiser. And, uh, and, we and it's dove on in. Hulu. We dove in headfirst. And, and it, it was because of Prey. I think so. Prey was so good. Yeah. And made me so jealous. But this wasn't a totally bad choice. No, this is an okay movie. I think this movie was fine. Yeah. As a horror movie. Uh I think, but it, I, th- I feel like I guess I, I gave it too much expectation. You know, it, the the filmmaker same. is a guy that has made good movies. David Bruckner made Bruckner. one of the greatest horror movies of the last decade in the Night House. Yeah, you've been bugging me to see that for a while. Yeah, I want to watch. The, oh, it was scary, but smart and mm-hmm. interesting, and just yeah. good. And uh, it was one of those uh, released in a pandemic. Otherwise, would have never played theaters horror movies. Well, the one of his I liked was The Ritual on oh, Netflix. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Killer ending. Loved it. He did one of the best creep show segments of the yeah. TV series. This guy's legit. The Man in the Suitcase was a weird, bizarre... Oh, is that his? Yeah. Yeah, I liked that one. That was a weird, bizarre episode. And he's got screenwriting partners. The mm-hmm. guys that wrote The Night House, they were on this. So, okay, a Hellraiser movie given an actual budget. Yeah. A serious reboot with one of the best horror directors of the last five years and his writing team. And it's a series ripe for rebooting. Absolutely. Yeah. For for a new serious take. This is a this is a franchise that I've I've seen the first Hellraiser half a dozen times. Yeah. Love it. Always gets me. I, I'm always into it. I've seen the second one a Hellbound's good. Two or three times. I like Hell. It, Hellbound's a direct sequel. Uh, it came you know? on uh, Shudder recently. I was watching it. And then I've not watched any of the other ones. <laughs> they look awful. So the other week. They look terrible. And maybe they're good. I think some of them are okay, but I think some of them sound real bad. So some of them, You brought up what it has to be uh, 
it's just a way to keep the rights at a certain point, right? There was definitely out a, a few new of those. cheap one because there are a couple of the two thousands entries that had three hundred thousand dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. That is absurdly low for a new movie. I think that's like Pinhead's whole budget just for the pins. <laughs> yeah. That's got to be. Yeah, it's uh, definitely some of those in like 2011. You the, just the, the nobody ever were... heard of for a reason. They just made it so they can Hellraiser hold on to the rights. Deader. Deader. <laughs> the title the titles alone with these things. Hell World. They all like s- an amusement park uh, <laughs> based on Cenobites, maybe. The titles after a while all sound like MMA pay-per-view names. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> you know? yeah. Pride, Hell World. <laughs> and uh, you know So yeah, this one felt like it was gonna go back to the basics, back to the visceral core. The, We've gotten the chains, a lot of uh, the whips, the leather, the horror. A lot of strong reboot attempts yeah. uh, in the last, you know, we now have so many horror movies, it seems like, in theaters. All year. All year round. It feels like I've seen more horror movies this year in theaters than any other genre. I don't think it's close. So many that things like Prey and this movie are on streaming now. Right? Yeah, like just, just a just glut not enough of them. Room. <laughs> we only had room for Orphan First Kill. There's no room for the best Predator <laughs> Look, movie of all time. They, they got in early, yeah. And so Hellraiser, an actual serious reboot. It was a big deal when 2018 Halloween came out. Or right. The, or the It sequel. Those It movies were huge. And deservedly so. It was people making like their own cool, sick version of a TV movie. Mm-hmm. But that Halloween, we were there at the premiere for 2018, and it was people were hyped it was for an a event. new. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were. This is the same way, you know. It. Oh, a new, the new Force Awakens for Star Wars fans. This was a serious. T- like finally, we're getting a high quality, serious Halloween for the. Yeah. And so that's what I was going into this Hellraiser thing, like. One of the best horror directors, a series that needed this new blood. Yeah. Charlie recommends. Charlie go went wrong? to the wall for this one. <laughs> <laughs> we're dumb. We were not going to risk a random draw on the Hellraiser yeah. <laughs> series. But we could have done the original. And uh, I said, no. No. Let's, we're due in 2022. Let's take a chance here. Let's roll hyped. the dice. We watched it. It just came out last night. Episodes out a few days later. But yeah. It's just fine. It's all right. It's okay. It feels like an episode of MTV's Teen Wolf, or it feels like Escape Room. It feels like kind of an upscaled PG-13 TV production. It's got all the things that you like about Hellraiser, Uh, but I just, I don't know if I really liked it. I think I just kind of came away feeling a little flat from the whole thing, and uh, it's kind of like a, a it's it feels like a, a third street movie that kind of like a similar movie to the turning yeah, or the grudge reboot. It felt way more on that level. Whereas I'm watching, it's like, well, this has gotten nothing but the worst reviews I've ever seen, but Hey, you know, I'm here alone on a Wednesday. Let's check the it grudge out. Reboot's a good call. This almost feels like they just, they went in with the kind of the, the music is the, is a little bit of the original, but then just this like <laughs> Christopher Nolan uh-huh. music, the fake Nolan FX horror. The score images are just too dark. The cinematography is just too dark to see anything. Mm-hmm. Everyone, like you said, has this like MTV fashion sense. Yeah, the main character. There's just no one I really liked. It's a really uh, well, as you know, you know the, the first characters one just weren't there for me. Hellraiser was weird and sh- I mean, the first Hellraiser was a totally different plot about how 
the ugliest woman in the world was so hard up for like, cool dick. Seven was a the, weird year for yeah, fashion and attraction. Just and this women. ugly woman who had sex with one dude who was a bad man, and she then just murders a bunch of people to rebuild his skin suit. Yeah, just to get it again, so he can escape the Cenobite. Uh, the, but the first movie I, I watched it again recently is just so lean and mean. Not a wasted second. The very opening is the guy grabbing the box before the old Chinese guy can even get his line out. Boom, we're on to the next scene. <laughs> yeah. It's like There's it's no haggling. He wants Grr. that box, yeah. right? Then he's all immediately in a candle circle. He's immediately meeting up with the cinema. <laughs> like, this movie is like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And then this movie was like a little tease at the beginning and then. 40, the pacing minute, 40 and, minutes of uh, brother-sister conflict. The pacing and motivation of this were just off from work. the go. And I have a couple reasons for that. The first one, so this movie's biggest mistake, and the longer it went on, the more I realized they weren't going to do it, is that nobody in this movie is a sexual deviant. <laughs> The most, the coolest thing about the first one is that it's all about sexual deviancy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. People that have gone so far beyond what they think they can achieve with life's pleasures that they're like, maybe hell? I like the idea in the first one of this guy wanting to mess with this power and then getting in over his head. Yeah. Yeah, this one, these people have no idea what's going on. They accidentally get this box and they just have to kind of figure it out as they go along. Well, that's when... Midway through, I realized that this is not about just deviant people wanting the most disgusting kinds of sex, which was, again, the great, crazy, horrible thing about the first one. I mean, our main character did want to do doggy style. That's pretty crazy. (laughs) (laughs) They did stop and change positions midway. After their six-year-long fucking sesh. There's there's a lot of unappealing gratuitous sex in this movie. They go to like, uh, I guess, I wish the first one had really dirty, like violent club sex. This is more just, again, feeling like a MTV covered up with sheets, boobs kind of sex. And then after he accidentally says, I love love you during sex, it cuts to them walking out afterwards and it says, six years later. (laughs) (laughs) I hope she loves him after the end of this. But... This movie, since it's not about sexual deviance, the puzzle box at a certain point just becomes like a slasher movie puzzle box. Mm. So then it becomes a teens or 20-somethings being hunted down by a slasher puzzle box. And I don't think the Cenobites are interesting as a slasher movie villain. I like it's the people that fucked up their choices so much. Yeah, yeah. The villain is Frank in the original. Yeah. And the Frank's yeah, a bad dude. The woman who's killing men for him. All uh you know, some kind of yeah, the first the skin one, thing. A lot of people are blatantly bad people, and this is just all innocent victims kind of being tricked into poking the, the puzzle yeah. box. Nobody is doing it because they're tired of earthly delights. Man, and they want to tempt like pain and pleasure thresholds. There, there's also a lot of puzzle box in this movie. This movie is this is they 90% went all out puzzle. on puzzle box. The the puzzle budget on this one. Puzzle box budget. They go through seven or eight stages of puzzle box. So the puzzle box keeps needing victims to get to the next stage of this. So that's why it becomes a slasher yeah. where everybody is just tricked into kind of poking it and then having their skin ripped off. It's all skin flaying. Mm-hmm. In this movie, this is the only the only thing the Cenobites do is just rip skin. 
That's all they do. And it takes a, it just takes a while for everything to get going. I, I think the second half of the movie was a lot more fun when the Cenobites actually show up and start doing things. We're really Cenobite-free for a lot of this, other than them just kind of walking around slowly with all the same... It's really a drag when they have all this big talk about how they'll, you know, take you to the edge of your levels of all... And then all of them just kind of have pinned back skin. It's like, <laughs> is that all you guys do? You just pin back skin? Everybody has pins? Nobody has the sick fetish wear? I mean, if it works, you know? The f- Don't fix They're it. all just walking around with open skin and no genitals. Yeah. The first Cenobites had, you know, their nipples hooked with their, you know, latex body suits and gross folds of... These all just have various stages of... Skin being peeled back. Yeah, you don't get the leather daddies in this one like you do in, in the original. That's You could tell Clive Barker is the guy to write that because he's writing all his grossest, weirdest things that he's ever seen in clubs. Yeah. Like <laughs> into a movie as these gross, disgusting, otherworldly hell demons, right? And this is just a bunch of people with their skin peeled back kind of walking around on their tiptoes I like in the, the dark. I like the uh, kind of goblin-looking one. There was one that was pretty cool. It's like very all like jet black looking skin. Okay, yeah. The like chatterer looked cool. The chatterer was cool, but then all of a sudden, like there was a lot of extras started coming <laughs> we, we in. We started getting some fringe Cenobites into so the game. So then suddenly you're getting like a Terry Gilliam from Brazil face stretching <laughs> yeah. Cenobite, and you're just like, do we but, need him? But they all had just <laughs> different skin folded in different kinds, so they all just had kind of muscle tissue revealed. The first Hellraiser had, you know like loose dicks nailed to walls <laughs> <laughs> real like gross stuff and these ones i guess it's there's it's kind of diminishing returns when the ninth cenobite with pins in its skin shows up and so all the hype going around this movie is all about the woman pinhead right mm-hmm. this is our first woman pinhead and maybe the bigger bummer that this wasn't about just the gross sex stuff is I don't really have any opinion on the woman <laughs> pinhead. Mm. There's nothing. This was a pretty weak pinhead in I'm the grand su- scheme. Of it. Pretty neutral and just kind of bland. And yeah, yeah. I'm su- I'm surprised it took them this long to to do that. Yeah, because there's a woman Cenobite in the first one. Like it's not a new concept to have a woman. Yeah, before there was a really a, a dominant Cenobite in the first one. <laughs> I think yeah. that, that's what's great. Is after I you know watch the new, in the credits. Pinhead's just called lead Cenobite. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Cenobite that talked the most. Yeah, in this, in this one she's called the priest or the priestess or something. Yeah. Not, not Pinhead, which I is know, fine. Clive Barker d- didn't like the Pinhead name. Yeah. You know, he didn't put that I like there. that that's, yeah, the unofficial. It's like if we all <laughs> called Jason, like, the hockey guy or something. <laughs> like, oh, hockey guy comes old, in. Old you guys Shatner know mask. hockey guy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, old Shatner mask. <laughs> At it again. He's back. Oh, we can't get away from this guy. Yeah. Maybe that's, yeah, Clive Barker's just like, fuck you guys. Yeah, forget this. You call him Pinhead and then you call, you, yeah, you, you do him I in mean, space. he's done this, right? Because yeah. it's always billed as from the story by Clive Barker. And he's always has to do the like, I've never heard of this movie. Nobody has mentioned, you know. He's a producer on this one, yeah. So well, maybe, That's another thing. Like, okay, they got Barker got back. okay, yeah. And then it's like, I'm not sure they added a new score, but they were smart enough to bring back the whole original first score. Yeah. You know, so, okay, they were trying to go for the feel. And then, all right, right, I'm we're ready for a woman pinhead, right? 
I like woman the, can rise to the top of the Cenobite ranks. Yeah, We're ready for this. I, I thought she was uh, again in the second half. Finally, she, you know, she got to do something. The the whole problem is they don't really get to do anything except slowly walk towards you for most of the movie. So when she finally got to say some lines and be in that kind of middle, she doesn't cha- show up chamber, until deep into the movie. Yeah, it's like she's practically two thirds through when she shows up. The pins look pretty cool. They got, they're kind like of the shimmering a bit. She's you know like I, I think. I think the design's okay. I don't have too much of a problem with it. It is kind of like all of them have, again, the same See, that's my only problem with the design. Which, which the leather guys did, too. So They all got the same pulled skin. The leather guys yeah. at least got to express themselves through their leather fashion. Yeah. These people have no personal style choice. We see eventually they don't get to choose how their skins flay. They just are put on an auto flare yeah. that kind of makes a different snowflake pattern each time in their skin. But the fetish wear, at least the guy's able to request the nipple openings sure <laughs> on his on his suit yeah know? i think the the more the for me the problem in this movie is just everything around them like the, the the floppy-haired main character who is trying to save her brother even though it becomes clear pretty early on that that's not going to happen at first i was excited when the lead character was kind of like a like if Alia Shawcat's messy sister, <laughs> exactly kind of thing. So yeah, if maybe from Arrested Development was an addict, yeah, essentially is who this is. So that's like a all right, yeah, that's yeah. somebody I'm rooting for here. But then they, the first Hellraiser made it a point to show how awful a lot of the the people we were seeing are. The people in this Hellraiser are just kind of generally unpleasant, just random American junkies in Serbia. <laughs> <laughs> that i don't know yeah we get the like rich guy who's who's behind it all eventually we get i like the, that the, actor you know, goran visnich i've seen him yeah i've seen him around he's okay and and i liked his little contraption see that's the first he's the one guy that was the pleasure pain guy the rich billionaire yeah. who's like well i've collected all the art maybe i can have weird sex yeah exactly. guy hosting orgies in his puzzle box house had no idea what he was dealing with that was the good stuff yeah that's the good should that whole op- been the, this the whole opening is you see someone buy a puzzle box bring it to this place in the hamptons or, or massachusetts or somewhere yeah and you're in this big party and there's this very handsome guy that looks a lot like uh ashley lawrence from the original like as a guy, as a male, wow. Uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then he's starting to get tortured, and yeah, you've got the the pleasure pain, uh, yeah, billionaire, and then it, and then it turned into junkie living with her brother and his you know boyfriend, and then we have to follow the boyfriend around who is. It felt like the no evil, one's getting along, no one likes each other. It felt like the Evil Dead reboot, yeah. but as a Hellraiser reboot. That one has a the Evil Dead 2013 one has a ton of fans. Same thing. They go out to this remote cabin because they're because the main girl's a junkie. Mm. They're trying to dry her out, but it's that same group of friends where nobody is fucking into each other, and it's just like yeah. friend bickering as the friends get picked off one by one. And then that's this. It's just a junkie who's what? exhausted all of her goodwill with her. Friends and family. They should have done something like a brain damage with this one, where the junkie gets the box, and I thought they were going to go this way when she kind of starts to relapse when they go steal this thing. Yeah. It's like, okay, we're we're equating being a drug addict with this play, uh, you know, pain pleasure because obviously she knows that drugs are bad. They're mm-hmm. hurting her. They're hurting the family, but she keeps relapsing because the pleasure in that moment is so good. Do that with the give make the box give her a little jolt, 
and yeah. she's killing people because she's addicted to it. And then basically, that seems like well, that's where I thought it was going. Yeah. That's where it but seemed like it was going. But then she's sober the whole <laughs> movie. The ever she get never into the, has that moment to explore that that kind of interesting aspect of what I thought they were going to do. And so it never explores the other side of that either, where you know she sees the value, and you know she spent her whole life trying to chase the next high, and how the one high after a while isn't enough. And so you push yourself. It's the same principle as pushing yeah. yourself sexually. And then they, then she just gets sober, but they never really give her the sober person's redemption arc. You know, it's never her realizing that. And so at the end, you kind of get one of the, the main Cenobite, giving her more of a, the real treasure were the friends that you betrayed. <laughs> <laughs> so she just kind of gets to feel, oh, you're just choosing to be guilty and sober? Hey, your life. That's yeah. The, at the end, yeah, when she's completed the puzzle, yeah, Pinhead is like, "Well, you can have whatever you want. We've got uh, the le- as if they're like prize packages on the prices, uh-huh. right? Yeah, you can have lamentation. <laughs> yes, yeah. let's, let's show them Leviathan. Your true desires, yeah. And she's like, "I don't want anything." They're like, so you just want to be guilty about killing everyone you loved? Okay, all right, we have that too. Wrapped up. <laughs> We're out Don't of here. Don't see. All right. Well, your call, I guess. I did, you solved the puzzle I, box. I just love that bit. Like, all right, it sucks, but uh, <laughs> whatever you, you say, do it. Man. All right. <laughs> so yeah, we don't we we don't get the so like you said. So felt like it was going brain damage, basket case route, where she's killing and killing and killing to feed That's her what's own. So cool about the first one is like this woman compelled to kill all these men to support her lover doesn't <laughs> want him to kill her husband. That whole tension is so great she in the first one. She can't get it until she murders six plus people. Yeah. The guy's body is an unformed. So he, horny. He doesn't have genitals. <laughs> and so she has to bring back the genitals through death. And this one, it could have just been like, yeah, we give you the little morphine pit prick in the box or, or you know, whatever. So the, Instead, the Cenobite equivalent. Yeah, whatever the Cenobite <laughs> equivalent to the juice is. <laughs> Again, the Cenobites in this one, their the only thrill, thing they the have on offer is you know? it's like, well, what can you offer me? And they're just like, just hooks and flaying. Yeah, it's all really painful stuff. It's all just hooks and, and skinning. <laughs> you know, the other, uh, one of the other Hellraisers, I don't know if it was three or, I, I couldn't tell you much about three or four, mm-hmm. but one of them delves in at least a bit to the guy going through awful hellish torture, but also the torturer showing some affection for him. So the pleasure is from his little bit of mm. tenderness that he gets. And then how she can turn that and, you know, be with another man. And so that's the pain again, right? So it deals with more emotional pain while he also has a bunch of violent hooks. Nice. Ripping his skin, right? <laughs> so it really gets into the emotional aspect of that. And, of course, the first one's all about these weird, uh, lustful thoughts that can drive these people to crazy things just in the name of love, you know, do mm-hmm. things they would never otherwise have done. Right. And this one is just a slasher where a girl is kind of, I don't really know the Cenobites rules in this. Oh, she man. gets stuck, but it doesn't really affect her. And so then at one point she sticks one of the Cenobites. And so he's a victim. When, it's like, well, wouldn't they have that yeah. guy on a registry already? When they, the, when the Cenobite gets taken out like he's a slasher victim like yeah. he's getting final destinationed it's like wait what what do we what? the chattering guy even gives her this weird he doesn't have eyeballs and so it's almost like the chattering guy gives her a little bit of all right you got it <laughs> you got us on that one 
That was a loophole that you could just make one of us a victim again. But you, all right, that was that was good. She straight up like bargains her way. Like she's out there arguing like an umpire or something. Like, well, hold on, you said I had to pick (laughs) him. This guy picked that last guy. That doesn't count. They're like, all right. An element of horror that really scares me uh, when done well is something that can't be like reasoned with, bargained with in any way. Mm -hmm. Like that's what scared me so much about the original Terminator. It's like, no, this guy has one mission. You won't even slow him down with reasoning. You might be as well be speaking a language he doesn't understand. And you might be, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, he's just going to murder you and doesn't care about any of the people around you if they die. And so that's, you know, the appeal in the original, there was no real way to trick the Cenobites. You could only trick them and hide out for so long. You know, once they were done with their other torture victims, they're yeah. going to come back and check and go, where's Frank? They were just kind of Frank sloppy. get out again? Yeah. yeah they, this was just, it's not an airtight system. It's like, Chatter guy, I told you, watch Frank. Yeah. And so for them. <laughs> so, what you say to me? <laughs> so for them, in the first one, if, it, if Christy had just like stabbed Pinhead and they're just like, ah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, we Nobody ever fights back and that's yeah. our one weakness. And it was just like a cut to the stomach to a guy who had his whole guts ripped out already. And that, that's bad. That is sloppiness right there. That is, that makes no logical sense within the, and so at that point it's just her sticking people with the Mm -hmm. knives, I guess, or barely, I don't know, man. Well, then the whole plan is like, let's stick another one. Yeah, let's like, get one. It worked on the chatter guy. We got to do one more to complete this box. Let's lure one. So suddenly we've got kind of a siege movie at the end. And they're like, we're going <laughs> to yeah. lure one in. They really do an assault on like, the, the puzzle box mansion we're by keeping them locked out. in a Cenobite. To guys, stab it. Guys, these aren't. And then and then it turns into kind of a you know Walking Dead uh, fast zombie situation. It it's really like, turns like, into a Walking Dead situation. This is not what situation. they are. I'm sorry. This that's not what they are. This it kept losing its way again. This first ten minutes, once it was in a weird orgy house. Okay, yeah, you got me. Oh, weird orgy house with an art collector that collects torture devices. Okay, <laughs> all right. Oh, he holds these parties and then lures dumb boys back to it. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm into this guy. Nope, that guy's gone. That guy's gone, and then he's living in the like hallways of his mansion. Well, yeah, when we do f- come back to Rich Guy, he's like, I want nothing to do with this anymore. Get this thing out of me. Let me go. <laughs> let me die. Let me get the fuck out of this story as fast as possible. Yeah. That's not a good uh, thing for your guy to, in the movie to want yeah, to get out of the movie. Yeah, that's a bummer. He's got... I'd like to revoke all <laughs> decisions I made earlier in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've seen that guy as a villain in a bunch of stuff, and I was already into Rich Guy... You know, billionaire art collector wants to push his sexual boundaries and is immediately like, so if they kept going with the angle of like, nope, this wasn't for me. Turns out I just like collecting art. Messed everything up. Yeah. But they don't really do it. They have some ideas, but it's also just a lot of ideas that kept coming up and then not getting paid off. The grand scheme of your Hellraiser movies, the guy wants a refund. Yes. That's essentially what this movie comes down to. I fucked up. I got to give someone else the box so they can they kill a bunch of people. They did not tell me what I this puzzle box with. was about. Yeah. They did not tell me that. This was not clear in the instructions. I got the real sense. Like you said, boom, boom, boom. The first Hellraiser. One minute into the movie, 
you were like, oh, Frank knows what's in that box. Frank is desperate to get exact brain damage. Those people knew what Elmer could provide, right? Those people were ravenous because they had to get Elmer back and get that juice. Yeah. Get to the juice. (laughs) And this people, nobody understands the puzzle box in this whole movie. Nobody wants what the puzzle box has to offer, but people just love grabbing a puzzle box and looking at it curiously while twisting corners. This is a universe where puzzle boxes exist. I've never encountered a puzzle box. They don't sell them at the toy store. I wouldn't think to be twisting and turning these little bits <laughs> These people around. go right to the corners of these things. I've never even completed a side of a Rubik's Cube. Exactly. <laughs> I wouldn't just see a shiny box on a shelf and go, what if I start tugging at it uh, in different ways? Yeah, Wait, I think I immediately figured this out. Hold on. Click, click, click. What if I stick my finger in here while twist in this corner? What are you doing? No. What are you trying? <laughs> there are seven different people who don't even get told, oh, yeah, that's a puzzle. They're just grabbing it and already turning and twisting. And the puzzle box also does just a lot of like stretching on its own. Getting oh, into its new forms. We get an like an obelisk. This thing is on easy mode. They touch it once and it spends a minute doing its own transformation into its various room. Yeah, this Roomba. puzzle box is really just taking them a certain direction. It's like, what if you turned me this way, huh? <laughs> All right, I'll twist. All right. I think you were heading there. You might <laughs> <laughs> You meant uh like this, right? You meant this corner, yes. Counterclock counterclockwise. Yeah. <laughs> But it doesn't have any, and since so much of it is just a CGI puzzle box, kind of like going through a, all right, I'll take you the other. Let me go through steps one through seven. Yeah. It doesn't even have the joys of some kind of Indiana Jones jungle puzzle where like a old mossy gear shifts. It's like, right. Puzzle box is always just this clean, sleek design of innovation, unlike anything's ever, anybody's ever seen, but they're only kind of curious about it. Their reaction to the puzzle box turning until it stabs them is kind of like a, oh, yeah, that is my card. <laughs> like They're just kind of, huh, what is, this is weird. And then stabbing and then, you know, the depths of the abyss. And, yeah, then bad stuff happens. I don't know, man. Hellraiser reboot is... Uh, I kind of want to go and watch all the Hellraisers now, though. Yeah, like this is going to really boost the stock of three and four. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point, you can probably say, like, well, I don't know, this is a top five Hellraiser, but... I know, I, I feel like I need to watch some more so we can put our... Yeah, top, top five, five Hellraiser five. doesn't seem like the same kind of gem as a top five Friday the 13th, where you can really argue your five, there's a lot of contenders. A lot of films could skate in as the number five Hellraiser. Yeah. But the big difference, we talked at the beginning about Prey the big motivating factor to be like, Hulu's figured out this game. They know the Hulu original horror. Right. Give good people good good material and let them run with it. Prey always felt like a big theater movie. That felt like a movie that needed to be on a big screen. Like that felt a movie made for a huge screen. And this felt like a movie made as a streaming original. Hmm. (laughs) No matter how much money was in it, you know, no matter how much... It felt like, yep, this this feels like a an FX reboot. This feels like a yeah. Hulu movie, well, sure. And also, it, maybe it's unfair to even compare it to the original, right? Like, sure, it's almost you feel. I feel bad for this whole franchise because it's <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about this earlier. It's like Halloween, the original seventy eight, perfect movie. 
you know, a lot of its sequels have the burden of being a Halloween sequel. But I yeah. feel like Halloween had a pretty blank canvas that you could do with Michael Myers. And they did. They went yes. cult. They went other directions. Hellraiser was such a specific kink. <laughs> yeah. That to try to recreate it, other than Clive Barker himself, you know, being like, no, more chains. More chains. Uh, yeah. It just, you know, like, it's one of those where I just don't think. They, they can't keep the mo- momentum going with these. It, every it movie really, is just a new group of people gets the box and gets fucked over. Like you said, all you can do is add more Cenobites. But in this movie, we're getting all Cenobites. And then our big ending happens. And the big reveal is that like, oh, yeah, it's another Cenobite. That's all. You know, the whole, you know, you heard about, I was really interested in the, the whole audience with God. Yeah. They, they they were saying that enough when she was reading the book and pointing at the one picture that even had listed right next to this weird cryptic photo, audience with God, like with a, just an arrow pointing at it. Right. It's just pointing at the floating puzzle box with like a little parentheses, like this is like, the audience of God. And they just, yeah, in, 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 yeah, in parentheses, like this is why I want to do this. <laughs> yeah, the goal, <laughs> a little star around it. And... Uh, <laughs> So again, yeah, there's so much telling and not showing too. Like she has to read books to find this out. Where like we just kind of watch it happen in the first one. But yeah, and then yeah, God is a pyramid with an anchor chain that comes and gets the guy. All the anchors, and you know, I the end of brain damage. I love the guy reaches this peak nirvana, where is just his he's maybe becomes a god, right? He's seen it all and he's just transcended, mm-hmm. and so. Is just kind of reveal at the end that you're thinking you're reading this transcendence, and you're just like, nah, you're just one of these uh, Cenobites that's gonna wander around this mansion outside, you know, yeah. Walking Dead style. Yeah, very interesting. You're just kind this of other guy. Postscript to the movie where, yeah, the the movie kind of ends and our characters leave, and then we see our main man finally up in Cenobite heaven, getting the full treatment, and then yeah, they just he turns into a Cenobite, like the eyes go black. Yeah, he's already got the, smooth, the hair removed. So it's just like, man, they're just cranking out an assembly line of Cenobites. Really made it feel, at least a bit in the first one, that there's these weird specific... You know, and Barker's done that yeah. before in other movies where you have your specific uh, vice, and that's what informs your afterlife, right? And this one's just a skin-flaying machine that... No, uh, we got we did the jaws pattern on the one, and we tied the head skin down to their shoulders. This guy, let's kind of let's peel up a couple parts from his legs, <laughs> I guess, and that's it. Yeah. You're just like, oh yeah, that's the leg peeling guy, and they're all held in place with the same pins, and kind of looks like Uncle Fester. Yeah, they all got that. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. It's a it's an assembly line. It's like, oh yeah, you go there to get your hair, your body hair removed. There's no hairy Cenobites, right. which feels like a big missing. That would be so cool. You know if Barker was left in charge, there'd be like some tough burly bear uh. Cenobites. You know, there'd be there'd be all all ranges of yeah. these fetishes, right? And these people all just have, oh yeah, send them to the hair removal and skin peeling. That's it. That's the only go-to. There's no there's no weird gross sex stuff, and it needed the weird gross sex stuff. I was assuming since I don't know, with all the horror movies I'm seeing in theaters this year, I think movies are trying to get more gross. I think yeah. it's become a, a real contest to be who's the grossest and more disgusting. And so I went in it to gain. Yeah, you know. That's the grossest movie I've even, seen in a while. But it's spreading so far away from horror movies. How gross some of the stuff in The Northman oh, was, yeah. you know. And yeah, Tatane, gross, violent. Like some of the deaths, man. Ear stabbings and just 
sick, grisly stuff, right? So it feels movies in general getting gorier. So I was expecting a new Hellraiser reboot with cool people involved. Like, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to be pushing what a Hellraiser could do. They're going to be doing stuff that Barker wasn't even allowed to do. Turns out, not really. They didn't really. Go- I think that's <laughs> maybe that's the problem. They didn't go for it. Yeah. They didn't go perverted. They didn't go dark enough. Mm-mm. Come yeah. on, guys. It just it, 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 we the audience. The- like the people seeking pleasure in Hellraiser, we demand a little bit more every time. Yeah, you know, if there was ever an Event Horizon reboot, mm. some of the stuff in the first Event Horizon, just these brief flashes of the Hell World, were enough to leave me pretty shaken. I'm a high, high voter on Event Horizon. Definitely. Love it. And that one's probably one that could be turned into something even crazy or just given a sequel or something. And this could have been like. Event right, but this doesn't even come close to something that was already being put out, you know, 25 years ago. This just feels kind of not necessary, which mm. is a drag. Yeah. It was like they had the best shot at doing this, and now we're not going to get that shot. They're not going to try again, unless this knocks it out of the park. And people love slashers, and maybe this the slasher element will actually mean it's going to be a, whatever it means to be a streaming-only hit. Yeah, yeah, I don't actually know. But again, this is just such a like I can't imagine like sitting down and being like, "Honey, come watch the new Hellraiser with me." Like the wife's just not going to be into it. Like, I think you <laughs> got to already be have... into it to want to even try to get into it. It needs the romance aspect. There's no romance here. It's just a girl trying to save his brother for cuz she took a pill and opened up a box. Needs that like lust. It mm-hmm. needs people doing bad things that they regret. This is kind of people that regret like, well, yeah, I wish I didn't do as much drugs. Exactly. And it doesn't have that same, you know, if it was somebody who's just trying to cut back on their drinking, they're like, look, I know I've been a real bitch lately, but then they accidentally open a box that opens up hell. <laughs> and then they have to spend the whole movie just trying to, it's just not far enough. Yeah. This is a series that needs to go far and did go far 35 years ago. They haven't gone that far again. And now there's been a dozen of them. <laughs> we're gonna watch them all. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna get a thirteenth chance to uh, to do this, but I don't know, man. It came to this. It did. It did come to this. <laughs> you know, they can't all be home home runs, but this has some good reviews. It's it's got early supporters, and you know what? Whatever. If this if this gets Bruckner bigger budgets to do things, and I actually get to see more of his movies in the theater, then it's a win. Yeah, yeah. You know, Nighthouse, I'm lucky I got to see in the theater. It took a worldwide pandemic to get it there. So I hope, like, I got to finally see a Ty West movie in the theaters. Two of them now mm-hmm. in the same year. I hope I get a Bruckner pass now. I did your big streaming movie. It got popular for some reason. Now I get to do one that I want to do. That's the best thing that can come of this. I'm just going to learn the lesson to watch the movie before you recommend it. <laughs> For the pod. Yeah. That's what I do. I always recommend something before I've seen it. Like, it's got to be good. Come on. No, I, I like moments. I like moods in this. I liked certain uh, aspects of the puzzle box. Mm-hmm. I and I kinda, certain aspects I'm kind of even Cenobites. dumb enough to like the twisty, turny puzzle box. Yeah. Whatever. We got a lot of puzzle box, like you said. Some of it was kind of cool. It's, I wish we could have seen more of uh, Goron Vishnik's toys. Yeah. What cool stuff did he have in his weird torture orgy mansion? Who knows? We didn't get to find out. 
That's Hopefully it. we get the prequel where we just see him torturing everybody. <laughs> We're going to get a prequel with, where, before we the puzzle box even exists. <laughs> How the puzzle box gets Ooh, manufactured. There you go. Great. The, the puzzle box of power Amazon <laughs> prequel. We need to read. Well, we need to do like Hellbound or we need to do a random draw between the first four. I think so. Rinse this one out. We're going to go old We'll school. be back uh, in like a week with a real disappointing new Halloween movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> It's an October to remember. <laughs> right? <laughs> Halloween ends is going to be out in a week, right? Can't wait. A week after this. I so highly recommend. We're doing it. <laughs> Halloween Kills was literally the worst one in the franchise, and we knocked that out last year. We're obviously doing Halloween ends. Oh, yeah. We're going to do these oh, we'll reboots. We'll have more. Yeah, we'll be back. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. Thank you for listening. Good night.